Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Casual Tutors. I'm Matt. I'm Kyle. It's the Nerd Roundup. Oh, I'm Doug. Sorry, I thought we were doing the new Nerd Roundup intro. No. Is that not a thing? Go ahead and do it now. Oh, it's the Nerd Roundup! So like Doug just said, we're rounding up all the nerds. I mean, we're doing a Nerd Roundup about all the shit that we have going on in our nerddom as Casual Tutors. Uh, I guess we'll just jump right in. Doug, what do you have? That's been going on in your nerdverse. Uh, had empty no thoughts. <sighs> no, does, does that not work? Um, I don't think it works. <laughs> uh, me and the wife have been uh, doing the Baldur's Gate three thing actually, and I think I mentioned this the last time through, but we were like planning on starting it. We finally actually did, and uh, have been having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I don't know that we're that far because we keep on dying, and then people are like, "You're supposed to do this," and. I'm like, man, I'm not going to look it up in a dictionary. I'm supposed to play the game before I play the game, but I am still having fun. So, hell yeah. Last time we talked, wasn't she a little mad at you for playing the game before she got a chance to play? Or is that Kyle? Mm, That's more of a Kyle and Jen thing. Yeah. No, as far as jumping the gun, the thing I am doing in Baldur's Gate that's setting us back a lot is being the wizard and also the first into combat, which is bad. It sounds like a great combo. (laughs) It's weird how I keep on dying in round one of combat. Strange. You have to it's time okay. your activations. Weird. You just uh you just have the cleric follow you around. That's all. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Kyle is typing. He is he's typing all sorts of things. Kyle. Kyle. Trying to keep track of my brain. And and tell us tell us this. Well you gotta that's why I was like I had empty no thoughts. I had nothing. Can can you choose a couple things and let us know about your nerd shit, please? You wanna know about my nerd shit? I want to, yeah, yeah. You did some exciting things the past couple of weeks, right? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, no. It's pretty much it's Negative. pretty much on the same vein as always. Comics, games, tabletop RPGs, animes. There have been some bigger things that have come out if you're in those worlds. So you know those would be cool to talk about. Uh, but we're just like uh, you know general vague showcasing right now. So Matt. I mean, I'm more excited. What what happened in this tabletop world that is so exciting and new? Yeah, no. See, what was happening there, Matt, was Kyle was trying to do our original intro for this, which was supposed to be like a brief overview of your crap. Uh, but we failed at that epically. Oh, so. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, yeah. Matt, give okay. us a brief overview of your crap. Well, it, it's been a little while since I've been on, as everyone is well aware. Uh, I had a baby at the beginning of November. Whoa, uh, whoa, that's not very nerdy at all. It, it's affecting my nerd life. <laughs> I can't imagine. Congratulations, Matt. Thank you. Yeah, so as you can imagine, I'm sleep deprived to the largest extent possible. Uh, today alone, I got home from work a little after four, and I've already had an hour long nap. Um, and I'm about ready to go to bed again. That's how that's going. Uh, I have had more time to start picking up Star Wars again. There was, you know, obviously a few weeks of drought there as we were dealing with new baby shit. But I've already played in another event in Twin Falls where I took third. So that was exciting. And I have been I finished building all my Rebels figures and there's a bunch of them staring at me. Zenithal highlighted just waiting for me to paint and I really don't want to paint. So they're sitting there. That's my nerd world. No magic news. Definitely magic (laughs) drought in my life. That'll happen. Okay, I think that was our brief intro of everybody's crap. So, uh, yeah. Kyle, uh, regale us with uh, anime, TV shows, and tabletop. Yeah, we can talk about some things. Um, so, 
in the tabletop world, I actually haven't gotten to play as much as normal. Um, we did finally reconvene for a session after like a month and a half hiatus. Uh, and it went about as, you know, any D&D session goes completely off the rails. But uh, what was brought to my attention during that was a new um, rule set that came out recently in the past three weeks uh, that is called Candela Obscura. Uh, I think it's in the same vein as from Critical Role or they played it or something like that. That's why people are talking about it. Uh, but sure. it's, it's like, um, it's like, uh, what's that thing called? Cthulhu. It's like, uh, you know, night, early 1900s, like noir, but like madness and magic and stuff like that. And you work for oh, a yeah. secret organization and you're investigators. So yeah, we're, um, I, I had a friend reach out and we're doing a small one shot of that to see how it is. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so that's the, the TTRPG world. That sounds a lot like Actun Cthulhu, which I'm, is it like another tabletop RPG kind of set in 1940s Cthulhu? I've not heard of that. I was going to say that that sounds a bit like uh, there was an old Cthulhu uh, tabletop from a while ago. Uh, there was also Vampire, which was like the old classic one that a lot of people kind of made into Cthulhu because it had like insanity in it already and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, that sounds cool. Yeah. 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 That's well, and that's, I mean, that's the problem when you look at like, uh, I don't want to say fiction or fantasy, but when you look at something like this, like, you know, Cthulhu was the big one in the, the TTRPG world for a long time in that era. Call of Cthulhu would have been Thank the big you. That's one. That's what I was thinking. Of. I was like, call of Cthulhu. Yeah. Yeah, it always ends up tentacles. Yeah, tentacles constantly. Tentacles, just tentacles. All they care about. And speaking of tentacles, let's move to animate. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) I think it's a particular branch of anime. Uh, Well, I mean, in the tabletop world, I am still running uh, my D and D campaign. We were trying to pick it up a little bit here, uh, but we had a lot of fun this last week. Uh, I finally pressured the group into investigating the uh the mysterious town that they've been avoiding the entire session and they did so with spy horse which was a a highlight of like my world uh spy horse was amazing all they did was they made a phantom steed and then beast sensed through its eyes and just had it stick its head in windows of the various buildings in town like not being stealthy at all and just being like spy horse it was it was freaking amazing it sounds like what happens in Carson City with all the wild horses. <laughs> well, that's a real insular one there, Matt. You gotta you gotta really be uh, up there in in northern Nevada to be understand what's going on with that. <laughs> Just traumatized. That's all. Yeah, yeah, I understand. You guys, you know, it, it's okay. You don't have to celebrate Spy Horse with me. I'm celebrating it enough by myself. I it sounds pretty great. Yeah, I need. I have zero interest in tabletop, so I was trying to think of a good transition into me saying I don't care about anything related to this. But Matt, tell us why you have an unnatural hatred for tabletop. I don't have an unnatural hatred. I'm just not a creative person. You don't have to be creative. You can Ooh. totally just be the guy in the corner that sits there and is like, I attack. I I literally get to character creation and like want to blow my brains out. Wow. Like, don't even mention character backstory to me. Dude, I, I, I mean... Come come play tabletop with us at some point. I'll let you be a Warhammer dude. I am Warhammer dude. Yeah, exactly. You can be a space marine or 
Skeletor, or I don't fucking know, man. I'm not gonna lie. So that Actun Cthulhu thing that I mentioned, that this, this whole tentacle tabletop thing that we were talking about. The only reason I know about it is because one of my Star Wars Legion podcasts are doing a podcasted version of their campaign through this system. Mm-hmm. And the art that they have for their po- podcast is super sweet. It's a, just a Makarov pistol with a bunch of tentacles coming out of the barrel. Like <laughs> top rated uh, that's, podcast uh, art. That's kind of insane. <laughs> yeah. But awesome. Yeah. So that's the only reason I know about it is because I see it every time. Well, I hear about it every, every freaking podcast. They try plugging it. Um, but every time I go to their website to read their blogs too, it's right there, front page. So one of the like actual play D and D podcasts I follow is Dungeons and Daddies, and they're doing kind of a season that's a little bit Cthulhu-ish. It's got some of that in it at least, uh, and, and there's some nonsense like that going on. And then there's just regular old nonsense like they they have a gun that shoots out like bodies, like you can put you can bite off your fingernail and put it in the gun. And when you pull the trigger, like your a clone of your body will come out and then disintegrate. It's stupid, ridiculous stuff like that. But there's some fun to be had in the world, is I guess what I'm saying. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, Dungeons and Daddies. It's it's for real. It's good. Maybe I'll try listening to someone one of these sometimes because I'm running shorter Legion content, and that's where my main focus has been. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Star Wars like, Legion is great. Oh, okay. I thought we were talking Legion like the TV show, and I was like, dude, I, I listened to a Legion podcast. That show is great. That show's old, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's old at this point, for sure. It's it's done at this point, unfortunately. Yeah, which they could have done just so much more. Legion's such a cool character. I mean, they, it died when X-Men got bought back, is my understanding. So, that's kind of what happened with it. But, yeah, uh, it... it for listeners, if you've not checked out Legion, uh, absolutely do it. Don't do it with kids. It's, it'll break their minds. Um, we were watching it with our two-year-old in the room at one point, and we're like, oh, God, we, this, this is not okay. I think she was actually like one and a half. But yeah, it, it, will, it will break your brain uh, in a good way is, is the best sales pitch I can give you for Legion. I was going to say, there's a good chance that it's going to break your brain too, but definitely the child's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Apparently it's on Hulu, which... I didn't know. Yeah. I just had to Google to see what, what streaming service had grabbed it. That's good to know. Speaking of that, that, that can go a bunch of different ways. Um, TV shows right now, real big comics uh, in TV shows. Unfortunately, I'm not caught up or haven't started them yet, but either of you guys watch season two of Invincible or start Gen V at all? Uh, I am very interested in both and have watched neither. <laughs> No, <laughs> been catching up on other stuff. Uh, right now we we're real deep into. I'm trying to finish up all my YouTube TV stuff because it's college football season, and Lego Masters is the current one. Lego Masters and Rick and Morty are the current ones that I'm like catching up on. So badass, yeah. yeah. And I definitely want to start watching. I need to finish season one of Invincible still, so I got that to catch up on. But I can't watch it with the wife or kid around because um, neither of them it. approve. <laughs> memes have already ruined that for you matt i guarantee oh, 100% but i'm not one to let spoilers get me down uh and no i haven't really watched anything else because after the kid we kind of fell into this trope of watching ncis again and falling asleep on the couch yeah no that sounds right makes sense so just, west wing for a while yeah just midlife adult crap 
We should uh, we should have a, a midlife adult crap roundup. I feel like I'd have more to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> the joys. Kyle, we, we should you just talk us? federal employment. No, no, I'm not, I don't <laughs> want to do that. Not at all. Kyle, can you save us from our our child is our child's full existence? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's fair. I, I own a business. That's I a can't. tall order, man. <laughs> I have my own child. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I yes. get it. <laughs> But speaking of uh, comic books and comic book TV shows, um, I thought you were going to say children and not children is um, I started reading Preacher, which I don't know if either of you guys watched Preacher. That was another really good one. Um, but it's I thought the show was kind of just OK. Like we fell off of it after first season. So it was kind of like, eh, it was all right, you know? I, I thought it was good until I started reading the comics. And then I realized one, like the whole time in Texas is like three pages in the comics. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that's like, that has nothing to do with the main story. Like the, <laughs> the entire story is like, that's just introductions. Basically. It's also way more brutal in the comics. And I, yeah, I, believe that. I I do enjoy it. I do enjoy the story. My one thing is, is, and I don't know if you've ever ran into this, Doug, uh, the art is so bad. Oh, I I would levy that. I would levy that same thing at age of apocalypse actually, which is, I love that series, but it's like mid eighties. And the, the art is even for the eighties is like kind of bad for a lot of it. Uh, despite it being like a, a really, really cool, just like everyone's max powered kind of, you know, brutalities everywhere. They gave uh Bamf guy that I'm forgetting his name right now. They gave him like two katanas and he routinely cuts people in half. Like Age of Apocalypse is really, really cool, but it's some kind of low key bad artwork, to be honest. Yeah, and that's hard. Bamf guy. Bamf guy. That's his name. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm just saying, like, look, look, heroes gave Quicksilver knives, and that was terrifying. And it's the same way in Age of Apocalypse. Like, you gave the teleporting guy swords, and that's effing terrifying. And badass. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of that, you guys should play Marvel Snap. No. It's awesome. <laughs> I is love it. it. So it, it's it's like a phone game, right? Yeah, it's a it's a digital TCG. Yeah, I mean that's that's that was my understanding of it, but I, I, it's also kind of like um, a, a shuffler, a, a deck builder. Is that right or no? Uh, yeah. I mean, so the the difference is is the decks are only twelve card decks. Okay. So you, you are making the decks. It's not like, I don't know. I don't know what a good example is. You are making your own decks, though. Yes, if that's what you're asking. Marvel Snap is in the category of, I know this sounds fun, and a lot of people are really into it, and I feel like that I would be really into it, so I'm going to avoid it at all costs. That makes sense. It yeah, is a no, lot that, of fun. That's, that's exactly where I'm at with Marvel Snap. I've, I've uh, gone out of my way not to look into it. And this might have been a fever dream, but like right before they came out with the Magic Marvel crossover announcement, it also went the opposite way where there's going to be a magic snap game. That's at, at least like a fever dream. 
Yeah, I don't. I, I no, did not hear I, about that. I'm like 90% certain it wasn't a fever dream, but it was either it's a, a snap game for magic or it's something that the creators of the Marvel snap game, the makers of it are crossing over in the magic or I mean, bringing magic over. If that is a real thing, I, I could see that being a real thing just because magic would love to have that and, and expand into, you know, the, the, the phone game market and, and what have you. But I, I, yeah, I've not heard anything about that. If that is the case. It would be pretty easy. I mean, either doing just variants. So variants are really big in Marvel Snap rather than like foils or whatever. Um, sure. And so like art variants, like you could easily do like a magic variant, right? MTG variant. And it's like. This... It is a real thing. I found it. Oh, found it. It yeah. exists. Second dinner developers of Marvel Snap today announced a crossover with Magic the Gathering to bring well-known legendary creatures from the fantasy card game into the recently popular popular mobile card game. So it is just a Magic Snap crossover into Marvel Snap. So it's not like a separate game. It's in Marvel Snap. You can just play characters from Magic. It's what it sounds like. How strange. Oh, wait, no, this is satirical. This is tag secure. Never mind. Ignore that. Uh, I work for that website, and they got you. <laughs> they, they, they definitely did. I was like, when I linked That's it. That's so good. When I linked it, I was like, Commander's Herald, hold on. Let me look at the tags. Yeah. <laughs> News? Oh, man. I, I got to post that in, uh, I gotta post that in our, our, our Discord, because people are going to get a kick out of that. Yeah. News on that, though, with the confirmation of... Um, Marvel coming to universes beyond. Uh, I don't know if it was just, a, you know, like a form of speech or whatever as they were talking about it, but they did say sets when they confirmed it. Yeah. I, I'd be waiting to see it plural in writing before we talk about them confirming it, just because it's such an easy thing for people to have a slur speech and put, a, you know, more emphasis on an S than they should. No, everyone speaks perfect English, Matt. Obviously not true if they listen to this podcast. <laughs> I are the perfect speakings. Yeah, I am curious about that, though. <clears throat> to be honest, I was very surprised with how new Lorcana is that that was even announced at all. Yeah. There's a lot of weird sensing going on in the Lorcana world and from like the finance community, too, where they don't think it's going to be around for a super long time even with like the crazy popularity of the game you know selling out constantly they're just saying that that's more of a function of supply issue and that interest in the game is already dwindling i don't know what metrics they use this is various financial forums and i'm almost curious as to if interest in the game is even the correct term or it's they think it's going to be worth something so they're buying it out because I mean, is it really being played all that often? I mean, here in the Boise area, I know of maybe two stores that have event nights for it. I've never been to one, so I don't know how successful they are. As far as I know, like the product's been so limited, like nobody can get their hands on it to play. Like I got I managed to get Jackie a deck and a few cards because she wants to collect them. But that, sounds even like then, your, that sounds like your average. Uh, this this probably has a great long-term strategy kind of TCG. Just can't keep it on the shelves, and uh, it's totally not a bubble. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll have to see. You know, it's not unheard of Disney just to pull the plug on something all of a sudden, even if it's selling out really good. 
Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, like you said, it, it is selling really well, and Disney certainly has the resources to keep that going if they want to. Uh, I also think that it would be really easy to just say, well, we made our money, and then to completely wash our hands of it as well. Yeah, uh, definitely. It's it, it's just kind of weird. Like, and then like, kind of the inverse of that, of the, the whole play aspect of it is went to a tournament in Twin Falls for Warhammer or Star Wars Legion, not Warhammer. And there they had all their leagues signed up on various poster boards and stuff around the playroom. And they had like a 14 person Lorcana league going on. So Ooh. might even be more than that. I think it's either 14 or to 23, something like that. My memory's fading, but <laughs> they had a significant number of players in their league. And I was super impressed. And that's at black dragon. That is impressive. Yeah. Hmm. But like locally, it's a thing for a couple of stores one night a week, but I don't know how successful they are. This last set ABU didn't sell out of product right away. Like they did the first wave, which is why I was able to get some for Jackie. Mm-hmm. They just had it sitting on the counter. And last time I looked, they still are had you like, sure that you weren't punching people in the face at a target at 8am. <laughs> no, definitely not. Okay, just checking. Just checking. I haven't even seen like the display cases in target here. So as far as I'm they- concerned, they're not getting it. I think they learned their lesson from Pokemon. Hopefully. I, I did see a Reddit post of someone that was chasing down Target Lorcana displays. And they went in and uh, there was no Lorcana product, but there was just like the stand-up cardboard box. And they asked if they could have it. And apparently the Target employee told them, no, that's the sign to desperate people that we don't have any and not to ask. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that, that sounds about right. I, I said I wanted to try it. I have lost interest in trying it. Just the whole unobtaining part of it is really unattractive. And then no, just they were looking at the cards. That, they you know, like, that, that, that was the idea. It was like it was, there was going to be an initial wave that sold out and then like a secondary one that came behind it. You know, like that's how magic went when it first happened. Like you couldn't find anything anywhere for alpha or beta or even really unlimited. And that's why they finally went to revised and printed enough that there was enough. But if they wanted to do that, they could do that. I mean, they're Disney. You you really feel like it would the maximum amount of time it would take them to make that happen would be like three months, six months, maybe. Yeah. And wave two definitely was not that supply wave. I guess wave three, whatever that product is supposed to be, yeah. is supposed to be huge. And then they're supposed to reprint wave one, which like shits on the collector value, I guess. So fuck those guys. But right. Kyle, yeah. can you save us from just shit talking another card game that none of us play? <laughs> Ooh, uh, yeah. Um, or I can ramble about Lego Masters because Lego Masters is fun. Doug, you've been playing Magic at all? I have. Uh, it, it's been you know I've been getting out every getting out every week. Uh, but I did pop into the store a little bit. I got to play my Oops All Creatures for a minute. Um, and and had some fun with that. I, I played with a. We've got a weird thing coming through the store right now that I think is happening in a lot of places. This whole new proxies are okay thing is starting to filtrate, which is fun and great, but it's also starting to filtrate with new players. And so I'm like having weird situations happen where I sit down, at, you know, with new people at the store and I'm like, Hey, how's it going? They're like, Oh, it's good. I pulled this uh, princess twilight deck off the internet and I'm like, cool. That sounds really fun. And all that kind of thing. And then you sit down and it's like got all the fast magic and they don't know what their win cons are. Cause it's five colors. And you're like, okay, hang on a second we need to figure out what your deck actually does and what power level it is because it feels like somebody tried to make like cdh 
Silver Border Princess Twilight, and that I don't know where you're going to be able to play that ever, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, so there's been some of that kind of thing going on, just people, you know, printing cards for, for the fun of it to try and keep up with people and and what have you without really having the knowledge to to talk about power level or to play the decks if they are that hard. Uh, so that, that's been an interesting thing I've been seeing in my LGS lately. But I've been get out, getting out and having a lot of fun despite that. Um, and I've even gotten to play my CDH deck a couple times and and uh, pull out the high-powered Storm deck and, and, and get in there for those as well. Because that's what people are trying to do as far as the established players of the LGS. Uh, Battlecruiser is, is officially dead, though. Not even new <laughs> people want to do it anymore. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, I feel like there's an Uncle Ben quote that could relate real well somewhere in there about <laughs> being able to print proxies and shit. Uh, you're not wrong. Well, but. as a seasoned player, I would say that you're doing your job and trying to point them in the right direction. Yeah, and if I was, I don't know, if I had more time in the store, I feel like I would have an idea of how to, you know, steer, steer people into a different way to play kind of thing. Uh, but they're just a lot of people that are wanting to play that high powered stuff that are there more often than I am. So what are you going to do that? And of course it's an LGS that runs tournaments because they don't know how to otherwise make money off of commander players hanging out in their store, which of course is going to make people want to play higher power. Sure. Yep. Time to just play stacks. Nothing but stacks, all stacks. Uh, You you say that ironically, but I don't, Uh, my CDH deck is stacks. No, I don't say ironically. I fully support that. Your playgroup gets stupid in whatever various ways that they can get stupid in the world of Commander. You just stack them. Well, you, I say that, but uh, actually, the my CDH deck is all proxied, so I can't play it in the store in the tournaments <laughs> in the store. So, what are you going to do? Get good. Gud. Ah, so, what else is going on? There's got to be something. Come on, come on, Kyle. Why is it only me? Because we like picking on you. Because I'm staring at a list of things you have that's like 13 things long, man. Yeah, I talked about a lot of them. Um, I picked up Lords of the Fallen, new Souls-like game, Soulsborne game. Um, Fun so far. Uh, Unfortunately, they just patched it and made it much more difficult. And people are like, all right, assholes, thanks. So that (laughs) kind of sucks. We uh, we saw that you liked our hard game, so we made your hard game harder so you could hard game yeah. harder. Um, but that's yeah. been kind of fun. I mean, honestly, if I'm sitting at a computer, I'm working right now, so I haven't been playing a lot of games, unfortunately. That's what it sounds like is that all of us are like, all right, I've been trying to nerd, but uh, life is getting in the way. <laughs> I have, despite that, however, uh, been rereading the original Thrawn trilogy for Star Wars. Um, Ooh, good choice. Which, if you've been, if you've been watching any of the Mandalorian, Ahsoka type stuff, uh, Rebels, etc., uh, there's been a lot of shout-outs to various things from the original Thrawn trilogy. We will get Mara Jade in Star Wars at some point. I don't know when, uh, but it's gonna, <laughs> it's definitely gonna happen. Uh, but I would just throw that out there. If you've not read the original Thrawn trilogy from way back in the day, uh, it's really good. And also the new Thrawn trilogy from today, also really good, all by the same author, Timothy Zahn. So, yeah. Uh, it turns out Thrawn's just a really good villain. Uh, they're kind of doing him justice in the shows. Sorta. It's okay. I'm still bitter about them ruining Witches of Dathomir um, from being awesome Amazonian 
Rancor riding witches that <laughs> were awesome and to like voodoo nonsense. But uh, I'm trying to keep an open mind about the shows. So that's where I'm at with that. Yeah, maybe one day we'll find out what they put on the ship. And that will make everything better. I, at this point, I honestly, I don't know that I'm that in. I don't really care that much, to be honest. <laughs> like I said, I'm trying to keep an open mind about it. But it's just like, I can see where they were trying to put a hook in. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't really care that much. I, I think they're fairly loyal to the the Clone Wars portrayal of the witches, though. No, I mean, they were. I just not as it. intense. Yeah, that, you, that, you like the all. EU. Yeah, the the EU witches for, for the people that haven't read it, and and don't get me wrong, if you read the book the book where the witches of Dathomir were introduced, it's a horrid product of its time, like real bad. Uh, Han kidnaps Leia and it ends in a marriage. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just not good. Uh, but like the witches of Dathomir were the saving grace of that book specifically because Luke crash lands on the planet. And ends up, it ends up that it's been an old Jedi like training school that was a ship that crash landed there, and then like a society came from that. And so there were, you know, a ton of force sensitive people that all ended up in this, and it ended up being a matriarchal society, so Amazonians, uh, and that's where also the planet where Rancor were from, or were introduced, one of the two. And so they ended up being these really, really badass warrior warriors, warrior women that uh, ran that ran around on Rancor and, you know, threw stuff at people and generally did awesome stuff. And it just sucks to get that and make it into like, I don't know, people with funny face paint that are making force zombies, which is kind of a dumb idea, personally. <laughs> Like, we won't go down that rabbit hole. Explain to me how a force zombie works. That doesn't. I mean, you can't really explain to me any of that, how the force works. But a force zombie just does, it doesn't work. It's not a thing. It's literally the definition of magic. <sighs> yes, it is. I agree. <laughs> this is all magic. Yeah, we won't go into the particulars of how Dathomir magic is related to the force, how it's not related to the force, and all that stuff. Because that's that's a big topic. Mm. Um. I do want to talk about Star Wars, but Star Wars Legion, the tabletop game. <laughs> All right. You you dropped it like three or four times now. Regale us with Star Wars Legion. What's going on in Star Wars Legion land? So we just had a major event at PAX Unplugged in Philadelphia. That was cool. Top eight of that was comprised of two factions out of the four. So and it wasn't the two that everyone expected. We We saw... Uh, Republic, which wasn't a surprise. Yoda clone ball, Anakin clone ball has been a thing that's coming out, which for you plebs out there, clone ball is essentially just a way to describe keeping a bunch of units of clone troopers close together. And they have an ability that allows them to share tokens that let them re-roll or dodge attacks, stuff like that, and also fire support each other. So it adds up to lots of dice rolling into attacks and lots of dice equals lots of dead, typically. Troopers are good when they work together. Yep, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, which was kind of a surprise to me because everyone expected it to be Empire, but Republic was the only other faction to show up top eight at PAX. And there were three different lists. Um, and even the Republic list where there was five other you know, five Republic lists in top eight, they all had a good diversity. They weren't all just 
purely strictly copy and paste of each other. There was Yoda, Clone Ball, Anakin, Clone Ball. There was some Padme mix in. There was Spark Speeders, all that stuff. So that's exciting. Um, we're moving into LVO coming at the end of January. So it'll be interesting to see how the meta kind of shifts. And Sorry, honestly, does, does Padme have clone troopers as well? Is that that like her strategy? Padme is an operative for the Republic Army, and she has an ability along with her command cards, which just further goes down that rabbit hole. I won't touch, but mm. her main ability is that she has this keyword called Exemplar, which allows her to also token share among the clones. But she gets to do it more than the clones do. The clones can only borrow one token each activation from another clone. Padme increases that number. I just think it's funny to imagine Padme like running, or, you know, commanding clone troopers. But I, I guess as an agent, that makes way more sense. Yeah, and that's one of those things that is kind of a fail in the Star Wars universe. Like it happens kind of fairly often. Like Empire has the Emperor Palpatine that can be part of your army but like realistically in canon and lore how often was palpatine leading an army sized force in any kind of battle that's just not really his thing uh, yeah the idea of him rolling around with some stormtroopers is actually kind of hilarious yeah and there are irg in the game so you can like flavor win that and he has keywords that work with those but you, you're not comprising your whole army out of palpatine and a bunch of irg uh, imperial uh uh, Royal Guard, Imperial Royal Guard, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the red guys, the red guys, the, the red guys show up throughout canon, yeah, in various yeah. time periods, yeah, always protecting the Chancellor, the leader of the Senate, all that kind of stuff. But you know, that, that's kind of one of the hot topics around Legion is you know a lot of these out of lore things because that's an argument everyone always falls back to, like, oh well. You know, the Republic should have these army, these units for lore reasons or, you know, back in canon, they wouldn't be able to do this. But then we go around like, here's a Palpatine, like flying across the board at you. Like, that's not lore accurate. Whatever. I played I, I played Battlefront 2 for forever and uh, nobody <laughs> cared then. Why should we care now? Like Palpatine just rolling around Tatooine, flying and, and force lightning people is totally fine. So why shouldn't anything else? Yeah, it's just an argument that people like to use when they're salty about something in particular. They always somehow, fall back to lore. Somehow Palpatine was competitive. Yeah, and he he's yeah. not. He's the most or the second most expensive unit in Star Wars. And he does some cool things. He lets you he gets to do a free move or attack action with a unit, stuff like that. Mm. So he's not like bad. He's, he's definitely not meta. But So another, another thing, if you want to go back to Legends as opposed to current canon, one of the things that happened in Legends is that Palpatine had, uh, he'd mastered a skill where he could basically inspire the morale of all his troops and make them work more efficiently uh, at a fleet level, uh, which is part of the reason why when uh, things went south at Endor, uh, everything went real south for the empire and they like lost their entire fleet. It's because all of a sudden they didn't have this resources they normally had where they were using the force to work better in conjunction and what have you. Yeah. Palpatine wasn't there buffing him. Yes, essentially. Yeah. And there's kind of mechanics with his command cards. And like I said, he has that ability to get, let a trooper unit do a free move or attack action, which is unique in the game. Uh, Yoda has a similar ability, but they don't get to use it as an attack action. They can only move. Or do a non-attack action, I guess is how they phrase it. Hmm. So he he does have some of that kind of cool aspect going on. It, it's just we'll we'll see how long Atomic Mass and more importantly, um, I'm blanking on the producers of Star Wars. Sure, 
Lucas. Lucas Art? films. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see how long Lucas and AMG let this go on before. I mean, it's a tabletop game. There's going to be a revision and changes sometime. So we'll see if that's something that's on their radar to change. Cause I don't think Lucasfilm has a ton of direct control over what they do or direct influence of what they do, but there's going to be a line where, you know, someone gets pissed off and says, you know, we need more powerful women characters in this game or something along those lines. I mean, I'm sure that there's a, there's balance issues throughout, but yeah. yeah. But overall Legion is, it's very healthy. I, like I said, I've been playing it. I've been trying to get in a couple of games a week. Uh, I haven't played any Warhammer, which is kind of blasphemous for over a month now. I'm longer than I haven't played Magic, which Uh-oh. is weird to say also. We got to talk about our podcasting schedule here. But before we get into those dynamics, I think we should just have Kyle save us all and, uh, and end this. Kyle. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys Kyle, started please, ta- please. talking Star Wars and my eyes glazed over. I'm not even sure how long it's been. Yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense. But uh, yeah, no, that's nerdy stuff. That's October <laughs> and November since we're the worst and mm. people are having babies. So to be fair, I feel like once a month was starting to, it was starting to feel too often. We did our last one and it was like, I don't know, man, I haven't done anything. Yeah. Uh, which is, is fair. Maybe so, we do we, one a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. But, uh, all right. So am I wrapping this up? Kyle, you wrapping this up? Yeah. That's, Matt? Oh yeah. Follow us on discord or don't follow us on discord. Cause that's not how discord works. Follow us on the social mm. medias. Reach out to us on Discord. Talk to us. Send us decks. Send us what nerdy things you're doing. Out nerd us all. Uh, and Matt. I'm Matt. And I'm Kyle. I'm Doug. And we're the Casual Tutors. Thanks for listening. Uh, outro. Cutting you off. <laughs>